0: Welcome to the Be the Adult podcast. Be the Adult is a nonprofit organization that provides blueprints for calm and effective parenting so that children can grow into their best selves. Because ultimately, we aren't raising children, we are raising little people who will one day be adults.
1: Hello, Nancy. Hey, Marisol, how are you? I am fantastic. <laughs> I'm excited about this episode. This is. My favorite concept oh. of all the concepts. I would I would almost argue that this could be its own... Podcast? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> its own... The You know how we say, be the adult for your child? Yes. This could be, be the adult so you could live your best life. Absolutely. It's, a, it's almost like it could be a standalone yeah. from all the others.
2: I yep. could actually see this as a... TV show as a movie,
1: right? Live as your best self. Yes. So that's the concept, live as your best self. And I'm going to read from the children's book, from the children's perspective, as to why this is important. This shows me the importance of making positive choices because I will hear what you say to me, but my behavior will mirror the things I see you do. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) Deep breath. (laughs) How? Please show me that you respect me, yourself, and others by modeling healthy choices and relationships for me. Bang. Yeah. That's a
2: huge one. It is. I'm looking at the picture in the book, and it's a parent and a child, all these hearts over their heads, and you can just feel the positive energy, and uh, that's what it's all about.
1: I think this is such an important message, especially for mothers. And the reason I'm going to point out mothers is because it's counterintuitive, I feel, for mothers to think that living doing ah, for themselves mm-hmm. will help their child. Mm-hmm. Cuz I know I felt when I had my my twins that self-sacrifice was right. just the law of the land that mm-hmm. you had to everything had to be about them and if I wasn't, I don't want to say suffering, that sounds harsh, but if I wasn't stretched to my limits and mm-hmm. if I wasn't suffering in some way, mm-hmm. I wasn't doing my job. A good as a, mother. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. that's a message that we're conditioned to kind of believe. So for me personally, this is my favorite concept mm-hmm. because it was the life I have today, which is the best I've ever had in my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm 46. It's, today's the best day of <laughs> I just got chills. I love that. <laughs> I, I love my life. I love my life. And it's, I'm living the best version of it that I have. It's mm-hmm. not perfect. I'm not, you know, professing to have um, everything that I want, but I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm doing everything I want to be doing. And I see now how that's been wonderful for my kids mm. just mm-hmm. even starting podcasting you know f- five years ago they thought I was crazy <laughs> mom's crazy <laughs> she's losing it but I was just following a desire to find a hobby that mm-hmm. interested me and in, you know showcase my creativity mm-hmm. look at me now five years yeah. later three podcasts in it's It's just a wonderful way to live your life. Mm. And it doesn't take away from my kids in anything. It includes them into my growth.
2: It enriches their lives. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm very passionate about this one.
2: Yeah, if we come back to that metaphor of the water that we talked about at the beginning podcast, right? So when we are happy, right, that energy, when we're fulfilled, when we're growing, trying to become our best selves, have figured out our Purpose in life, um, feeding our soul, whatever, however you want to say it, that um, is in now their field in the in the water, and when we, it helps us show up calmer, happier, feeling more joy. Like we've said from the beginning, that's going to be felt by everyone around us, especially our children.
1: Yeah, I I just mentioned off mic, I had my identity stolen, and And, um. Nothing major happened. It was everything got caught in time. But I was with my son as it was occurring to me that this had happened. I was, and I was very calm. I was very. I was like, "Oh, what am I going to do?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would not have been the reaction. Maybe seven, ten years ago, It would have been why. You know, I, who knows how I would have reacted? But it wouldn't have been like, "Eh."
2: <laughs> More negative energy for yeah. you and for him. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was just like, "Oh well." Guess I gotta do, make some calls and head over to the police station. It wasn't, uh, you know, it didn't swing me um, right. out of calmness. And he, he's like, "Wow." He even said he acknowledged, "Like you're mm. taking this really calmly." Right. And those little moments just mean the world to me.
2: It's beautiful because everything we've talked about, you stayed self-regulated, right? Your smart part of your brain stayed online. Um, even in the face of a traumatic moment right or a traumatic thought or mm-hmm. that um kind of came flying at you yeah um externally which not only in the moment he felt safer with you because he can see that you can really handle anything but then it's that self-awareness of how hopefully how i would handle that or it's tucked away somewhere when something does fly at him hopefully he, yeah. He, yeah i mean yeah. that that's our where our air quotes, control is, mm-hmm. is modeling for our children how we want them to be in so, every area, which is one of the reasons parenting uh, is so difficult. Right? I know. So talking about behavior, I, I've
1: i seen this happen many times when it's not so much what I say, but what I do. Yes. That they mimic. <laughs> sometimes you're good, sometimes not so good. And... Why is that do you think? Can we talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Why is that? Cuz I know we say things to our kids all the time like don't do this, don't do that. Right. But then we might do it ourselves.
2: Right. And that the, the no
1: judgment but
2: right, the most important part of that is that we lose their trust. Right? And if we can circle back and think about what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast that we need to guide our children through life, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. We're all in a system together and we can um say anything we want. People really don't hear much, kids especially, right? Teenagers, yeah. Yeah, uh, yes. But they're always watching us. We're in a fishbowl. And again, that's one of the hardest things about parenting because we're constantly on, Mm -hmm. right? Even when we don't think we're on, our children are watching, how does my mom relax? You know, how does my mom interact with her friends? How does my mom not only interact with me, but how does my mom... Does she take care of herself? Does she not? How does she eat? Is she? How um, does she manage her finances? All of that, mm-hmm. yeah. And so when we we can say anything in the world that we want, but if we're not walking the talk, if we're not um, modeling that for them, they're really not going to trust us that that's yeah. really what we believe. Well, that you know, when
1: you say here uh, modeling healthy choices and relationships for me, I always think of relationships aren't necessarily yep. just with people sometimes mm-hmm. you have a relationship with food you Great have a relationship point. with money you have a and i just had this conversation with my daughter you have a relationship with it th- you know mm-hmm. and i know i know i, I know <laughs> that i have passed on unhealthy relationships that i've had you know, let, let's say specifically with money. I used to have this um, anxiety about it. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. white noise when it would come time to pay my bills. Even mm-hmm. it's not about lack or scarcity of money. It was just this fear that I had mm-hmm. around money. I know I passed that down because, you know, I've had this conversation with my daughter. I'm like, <laughs> you don't have anything. You're you're taking on something I brought with me exactly it was my generational fear mm-hmm. I grew up poor
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're <laughs> you're not growing up in that circumstances so we had to have this whole conversation about um that and I it I learned through that experience and I also had to have it with my son that my relationship with it's not just with people but it's how I deal with anything that Absolutely. they are watching and
2: yeah, yeah. it's a great story that I um if we want to simplify it even more, um, put how how we make contact. Contact boundary, right? How do I make contact with food? How do I make contact with money or the thought of money or finances? How do I make contact with my partner? How do I make contact with my children? How do I make contact with exercise? Or do I not make contact with exercise? Or drinking or, or, or everything. How ev-
1: everything. They're yes. watching it.
2: Yes. Yeah. And we the beautiful thing about the story that you shared is that We're hardwired from our family of origin and our experiences in life, right, Mm -hmm. Um, to those are the things that shape who we are in our relationships, how we make contact. And I always like to think we put on these glasses. And maybe your relationship with money, I was going to say colored green. That was- <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's just say maybe there's like black smoke on those glasses yeah. that you look through. I would say like thick mud used to there be on. Okay. <laughs> I didn't
1: want to see it. To- <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, we all have our stuff, right? And so if we can be aware of, you know, my relationship, the way I make contact with these various things is partly reality and it's also part how I grew up, what was modeled Mm -hmm. for me. Some things I'm aware of and some things that I'm not, Mm -hmm. right? What are my rules of life that I brought with me? Which ones still take good care of me now and which ones get in my way? Mm -hmm. And then owning that, having that awareness, owning it ourselves, coming up with a plan to work through it, right? What we call increase our awareness functioning around in a plan. And then what you did, you talked to your kids about it, which is beautiful. I did more than talk. I went to therapy with my son.
1: And I remember that's the ideal. Job, <laughs> oh yes. my gosh, it's always the mother's fault. No, I'm kidding. That's just my little Freudian joke. <laughs> um, but I remember saying that. I remember that's when it. I identified that I was like, oh, they're, they have anxiety and stress over the way I, my anxiety and mm-hmm. stress, which mine wasn't even real. It was really based on growing up, you know, in a socially economic difficult mm-hmm. um environment it wasn't my reality today but you know i was feeling those things. well your
2: body remembered that yes right and yes. so your body was messing with you yeah and, and, and it, it, it i'm in
1: my other podcast um i realized i was not alone in having mm-hmm. fears about money when people common. would yeah, yeah. <laughs> called <in laughs> and would tell us right. so i feel okay to share that right. it it you know, how I was managing money, how I was, uh, what my relationship with money was very needed me to sit down, find mm-hmm. calm, learn. I mean, it, it wasn't an instant, it was years right. of, of work. But my kids have seen that. Yeah. And they've seen the failures and they've seen the successes. And we've had the conversation. Like, you know, my son, he's the, they're, they're twins, he took the opposite mm-hmm. of, of my actions and, decided mm-hmm. he was going to have a very healthy relationship mm-hmm. with money sure. and then my daughter was sort of this is a few years ago mirroring my mm-hmm. fears around money she would have she would be really concerned about what her career choices were going to mm. be and she was probably still in middle school at the time mm. because this would not make enough money and this and I was like no those fears aren't I'm not trying to say so you shouldn't consider money as far as right. your career choices, but the fear she had around it was not shouldn't necessary. It yeah, It right, wasn't right. necessary at in that point in the conversation. And she would always have so much anxiety about it. And I yeah. was like, that's me. I have I know I've passed that on right. to it's you. It's a gift you gave her. Right? <laughs> so I've had to work really hard to have a healthy relationship with money, right. to appreciate money, be grateful for it, and not have this a constant fear that I was going to be homeless and you know not have it, which
2: right, which we could fill in money, food, anything, anything, yeah, and and so yeah, I'm picturing like you handed your daughter a gift like you know that gift is kind of smelly and <laughs> maybe it's going to rot. We don't want you to hold on to that gift. So so let's let's talk about that gift. Let's take the air out of it. Let's reality test it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how not to make fear-based decisions in life and more strength-based and mm-hmm. and all of that which is really I love what you said about your your son kind of saw or all your kids saw your failures and then your I hate that word, but um, right. well, kind of your challenges, challenge, right? Yeah. And then and then more of the strength-based things. Which is what they're going to do, right? And so modeling that for them and saying, hey, we're all human or none of us are perfect. I, though, have the awareness that this is something that doesn't take good care of me. I'm going to work, own it, work through it, which is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. So it's all in in my book, good stuff. Yeah. Right? Really clinical. Theory. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I- You're modeling a process of yes,
1: and I'm using money as an example, but again, it could be food, it could be alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be how you handle stress, how Mm -hmm. you handle X, Y. That's the thing about parenting; they're watching everything Everything. you're doing. Right, and no, you know we discussed this from episode one. Perfection is not attainable because we're human beings. Exactly.
2: (laughs) I have a story. It was years ago. It was in a group setting. No one was driving. We were in the mountains somewhere. And and um, my kids just really don't see me drink very much at all. It just doesn't take good care of me. And so I had poured, I think, a half a beer. Someone had poured it for me. And I'd taken a sip. And my son, I think he was seven or eight, he said, Mom, can I talk to you? And he pulled me. The, yeah, you just raised your eyebrows. I, <laughs> I can still feel it in my heart. He pulled me aside and he looked at me so seriously. like seven-year-old big eyes. And he's like you don't have to give in to peer pressure. (laughs) I will never forget that. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) It's like, this was a choice I was making. I knew I was only going to have a little bit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I was modeling for him. Like His interpretation was, hey, mom doesn't usually drink. She's with her friends. She's doing this. She must feel pressure to do so. Uh, Yeah, it was a real teachable moment for me um, that I've never forgotten. It's amazing what message they get.
0: Mm -hmm. You
2: don't know because
1: it's what their brain creates, the story they create. It's interesting.
2: Yeah, can I bring up another one? Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to pick on alcohol um, in moderation in in life, right? It's it's all good. But um, so um, a lot of parents come in and distraught that they've found that Um, no matter how many times they've told their teenager, never get in the car with someone who's drinking, never you get behind the wheel. I mean, they've really done a beautiful job of sharing that.
1: Educating, yeah. Yeah,
2: educating. Thank you. And yet they come in distraught because their child Did did something. And when we start talking about it pretty quickly, in a nice, respectful way, I get curious about what they're modeling. And... More often than not, it's just that they're going to out to dinner, having a glass of wine or two, coming home, but they're driving home, right? Um, or people come to the house and have a couple right. glasses of wine and get in their car and drive home. And on paper, right, there's nothing wrong with it. They're adults making informed decisions. They're legal. But to our children, in that moment, right, in the brains that they're operating with, just teenagers, mm. um, then in a split second, well, mom's a good person. Mom's okay, and she has alcohol, gets in the car, and and drives. Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of stuff. I don't mean to increase everyone's anxiety, but it's, it's really looking inward at everything that we do and asking ourselves, does this take good care of me? And is my awareness of my children watching this that will take good care of them? Mm-hmm. And if I'm not sure... Putting it out there and having these discussions, like you did with your children.
1: Yeah i I want to stress that it's for me in my parenting style. It's progress, not perfection. Exactly. Because great way to say that. I I have given them ample opportunities <laughs> <laughs> to um, take things good and bad things mm-hmm. with them and actually um you know we've talked about some of the stuff you sh- share on social media and the reactions
2: yeah.
1: people have to it this is an uncomfortable topic for yes. many people because i think i used this before it's this, all these concepts they're like a mirror mm-hmm. and sometimes looking at that mirror is not comfortable you don't want to see it's hard. the things that your kids you might know see. might be seeing <laughs> right but i will say if you can walk and this is where i feel like i have a voice to be on this podcast because if you can walk through your fears the other side of it is beautiful mm-hmm. it's it's there's nothing to fear when you have a conversation with your kid like mm-hmm. i even say that to my my son many times like if we're having a conversation that's difficult or challenging i'm like it's a conversation Mm -hmm. so let's not be scared of the conversation it's Mm -hmm. better to have the conversation than to not and you know exactly
2: and you're bringing it to the moment right by saying that and that's where our power is if we're worried about our children getting in the car and driving or everything else that we worry about we don't have control over all those what-ifs but we do have control over in this moment let me address it. This is where my power is, mm-hmm. right? And uh, another piece of what you said, most of the time, I think that's fair to say, our fears don't come true,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Or, or the, it's at the level of, yeah. of, of our anxiety around them. Yeah. And so when we address them, we're taking their power, the anxiety's power away mm-hmm. by literally, okay, in this moment, what am I scared of and what can I do today yeah, I, to, to bring my fear down?
1: I I say this to my kids about fear is and to friends, the tiger's not in the room. Right. And what I mean by that is, fear is this natural reaction mm-hmm. biologically that we okay. have to keep us safe. To cool. keep us Air safe. But we haven't adjusted to the reality of our current situation. There's mm-hmm. no tiger in this room. So whatever fears I'm creating in my head, I challenge them.
2: Yes, which feeds into so much of what we talked about, which feeds our brains going offline and getting reactive and and screaming or Mm -hmm. whatever else we do, kind of going nuts.
1: Yeah, which this leads me back to, you know, living my best self for me Mm -hmm. is I have found when I run towards my fear, Mm -hmm. on the other side of it, it's just, you know, wonderful. Mm -hmm. When I live, in front of that fear, mm-hmm. it's just anxiety and worry and stress. Right. And the, the I'm using my hands.
2: It's um, nebulous. You can't yeah. hold it. I use a kind of the metaphor of it's like fairy dust. Like, yeah. And then like, how do I hold this? Well, you can't. So it just increases yeah. our concerns, yeah. our worry. But what you're doing is you're taking your power back. And you're trying to live in the moment, which is where our power is. And most importantly, you're modeling for our children, Right. If I just say, oh, don't be scared, well, that's not going to work because their truth is they are scared. They are anxious. Mm -hmm. But let me model for you. I can teach you how to work through anxiety, but let me model for you how it's done. And that's your biggest bang for for, uh, your buck. Yeah. Um, So going back to
1: this one, you know, this is why I'm passionate about Be the Adult. This concept right here, because I feel like. It's sort of like the alpha and the omega, you know, the beginning and the end. Mm -hmm. But it's sort of more of a circular pattern. Mm -hmm. Either this could be first, or stay calm could be first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But all those steps that we've discussed have led me to be where I am Mm -hmm. today, Mm -hmm. doing this podcast with you. I, you know, my dream was to be a writer. Everything that I've you're doing it now beautifully. Yeah, Yeah. I. The company I work for is telling you it's this perfectly aligned with what I'm where i am in my life mm-hmm. everything it, i'm living my life the best way i can mm-hmm. and it's authentic mm-hmm. i think that comes across and with my kids with the people that i um associate with and that's all really because of these strategies that were given to me by you so thank
2: you oh i appreciate that and, and thank you for having the courage to, to do, look inward and do the work which is Was one of the hardest things that I've ever done, and Mm -hmm. and for most people. And it's really, I get chills as I say this. (laughs) I start to cry. It's what we want for our children. Uh, Well, I'm going to speak for me. I want my children to live as their best selves. That's what I do. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. When it really comes down to it, you can say, I want them to be happy and be joyful and all of that. I want them to be able to support themselves, everything. Mm -hmm. There's all that. But I truly want them to lead a congruent life. Mm -hmm. I truly want them to feel peace, right? Who they are inside to get in touch with that, right? Be aware of it, figure out what feeds their soul, how they can take best care of themselves, and then go out into the world and put their best effort out. Whether it's emotional effort, intellectual effort, physical effort, relational effort, to really um, live as their best self. And so for me to truly communicate to them that that's what I want for them, that's my work too.
1: Mm-hmm. You have to model it
0: mm-hmm.
1: to do it. And again, it's counterproductive for many parents. Because yes. you know, living your best self, for me, some of that involves taking care of myself. Absolutely. You know, re- resting when I need to rest. Treating mm-hmm. myself to a pedicure <laughs> when I've worked hard. Mm-hmm. I have to model that for my kids so that they can see you know, to do it for themselves.
2: We're modeling for our children how to have grace for themselves and how to take care of themselves, how to notice when they're depleted, right? Mm -hmm. How to fill their soul so they can show up in life being their best selves. And we can tell them that, but if we're not doing it, they're not going to have permission Mm -hmm. um, to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm
1: grateful for, everything the good, the bad, the ugly in my life, because, again, it's led me to this moment. Mm-hmm. So I... But my passion for being the adult really comes from this, from this concept of everything being calm, you know, the way I speak to my kids, the way I try to have conversations mm-hmm. with my kids, the way I try to show up for my kids... Mm-hmm. All kind of stem from me trying to be the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. And um, I want that for everyone. I want that for my friends. I want that for anyone who wants it. It's available. And it's, I know, you know, it is hard to look inward and we're so judgmental and so hard on ourselves. But if you can have grace for yourself, and mm-hmm. you can just start doing this work—little steps. Just listening to this podcast is mm-hmm. a step, but little steps. The way your life can shift oh, dramatically. Is, is, where I am, you, you know this, and mm-hmm. friends of mine who are listening to this podcast, who have known me for over you know sixteen years now, they can validate this for me. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing shift that happens. It you really know, is. It goes from you know when I first rolled into Wilmington, I couldn't look people in the eyes. I was very shut down. I would never have dreamed of being on a podcast, <laughs> writing a book, or doing any of the things that I do now. So I invite everyone to give it a try because if if something is lacking in your life that you feel that you're not um, living your best life. Mm-hmm try to incorporate these tools because it's just a wonderful way to live your life.
2: Yeah, and I noticed that your hand is, is really by your heart as you were saying that. It, it's, to me, this kind of internal, it's really hard to describe. I remember in my Gestalt training program years ago, uh, faculty kept saying, you gotta trust the process, Nancy. I'm like, what, what does that mean, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it's it's easy for us to, to, to um, let me reframe that. It might sound like this is a simple thing to do, right? <laughs> Um, but it's a it's a journey. It's a process. It's a every day. Sh- it's a shift. It's a shift. Every day, it's being mindful of checking in with our bodies. What feels good to me about what I'm doing or what I'm saying, and what do I really can feel it right mm-hmm. is not authentic for me. It's, it's not create peace for myself. Um, it's not congruent with who I am. And really, starting with those things. And one of the reasons we created to be the adult book was to really compile the 15. There's so many things out there as parents we can do to help our children and help ourselves. But we thought these are the 15 things that will help us be our best selves. And in modeling that, we'll help our children be their best selves. And then together, wow, we can create this peaceful, beautiful relationship Mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. And so it really comes full circle. These 15 steps are, I believe and you believe, a, a great place to start to try to get that congruency that peacefulness that shift that you're yeah, and, talking about
1: you know we we were talking about this off mic you didn't create these systems no. these are uh, there's a thousand different infinite number. infinite number of ways to learn these techniques but what I think you've done over the year 20 years of your mm-hmm. um, career and I I already told you, I call you the Pattern Whisperer. Oh, you you notice patterns, which is my Gestalt <laughs>
2: joke. That's how I was trained, yes. But it's really mind opening when you it, can do that. Yes. yes,
1: and you have this ability. So you've taken twenty years of working with families to see what the patterns are, the common yes, the experiences. Uh-huh. You know, the common what I call the common denominator mm-hmm. of. And so why we offer this program, why it's a nonprofit, why we want to get it out to as many people as possible is whomever is listening that this can actually help. That's one person plus their family. Yes. It's like a domino effect.
2: Yeah, and then we're modeling, we're living it, we're modeling it, then hopefully our children will live it and model it for their friends, their partners someday, then their children. And and that's how we're trying to create change. I always say kind of one parent at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. and
1: the world needs it I, oh I go on about urgency a lot you know the reason I'm I'm very passionate about be the adult and you know my friends will tell you <laughs> as I hit them up constantly <laughs> <laughs> to support us <laughs> to support us is I see what it did for me they've seen what it does for me has done for me for my family they know um, the struggles I've come from mm-hmm still encounter and if it wasn't for this these concepts Lord knows where I'd be Mm, really
2: thank you I feel the same way I've come from a very different background but I also or I too had to learn how to show up more adult like Mm -hmm. and um, I've been watching my children benefit from it besides me and, and I'm thankful for that thankful for the people who've Increase my awareness to, yeah, um, what we're talking about now, and just trying to pay it back and pay it forward, or however, however yes. you say that. So please, you know, please
1: share the share the podcast. If anyone you know you think they could benefit from this, mm-hmm. share it because that's what why we're doing this. We want to get this information out so that people can start taking steps to live their best life.
2: Absolutely. And um,
1: please pat yourself on the back. Be be nice to yourself. Yes. Be gentle with yourself. This is doing. Ex- just take baby steps every day. Just work towards it. And I don't want to give the impression that it's going to be years. You know, it could be years, but it's it's an ongoing thing. It's not like you yes. learn it and then you stop. It's yes. There are days where I don't show up. Right. Calm. There are days that I didn't do this, and more days. But it's just getting back on.
2: It's cumulative. The patterns are being created. Mm-hmm. The effort still counts, mm-hmm. even when we take some steps in a different direction than we really want to move. And um,
1: but I can almost—I want to say—I can almost guarantee that if you start putting even just some of these steps mm-hmm. into your life, you will see a shift.
2: Absolutely. And then it it won't become so hard because the want is increased, and you'll feel it. That's what happened to me. I just feel it, and that's mm-hmm. what I I watch people. It's like wow, this feels really good, and it really wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, that much effort. It was creating more mindfulness and being present and learning some tools. But, wow, I feel better and my relationships are better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, we let things roll off our back yeah. more easily and stop getting sucked into the noise. And, and uh, yeah, you can create pretty significant shifts fairly quickly. It doesn't mean overnight, but if we're 40, we've had 40 years of patterns, mm-hmm. right, and so, but we can pretty easily um, yeah. create some shifts with with the work.
0: Yeah.
2: So,
1: good luck to everyone. Yes. Thank you for listening. Please share, subscribe, rate, and review. We really appreciate everyone. Thank you, Nancy, for
2: allowing me to do this with you. Oh, my goodness. I, my gratitude is huge. Thank you very much for...
1: I'm <laughs> laughing because every time we've recorded, you've brought me either a gift or coffee. <laughs> 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 your, your gratitude has been well noted. Glad. <laughs> it's all over my house. That's <laughs>
2: how I show my gratitude. <laughs> I love it. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Take care. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to the Be The Adult podcast. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast. A special thank you to a few of our Barn Dance Barbecue Fundraiser sponsors for their generous support. Dermatology Associates, Coastal Carolina Radiation Oncology, The Valentino Family, The Law Office of Jeffrey Porter, Carolina Storage. See you on the next episode of Be The Adult Podcast.